Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. This is Rachel Bellow. And this is Suzanne Mushin, and you're listening to the Big Payoff Podcast. Suzanne and I have been best friends and business partners for 20 years. This is a podcast about the conversations we're having all day long about our work and our lives. Suzanne, I got this email from our friend, who will go unnamed, because I'm sure she's a huge fan of this show, but it was... um, It was a really cool invitation to a networking party she was having like at her house on her roof with barbecue and all this stuff. And it was all of her clients and everyone who's ever referred her. And it was very um, energetic and inclusive. And, you know, I just thought, whoa, she's that's like a party she's giving. And she's and she said, look forward. And it has this theme and look forward to next quarter when I'm going to be doing this theme. And I was like. Jesus, you are really building your business like a beast. You are just, you know, driving it and doing that. And I thought it just sent me into a tailspin, as you know, because I called you. Yeah. I, well, your reaction was different than mine. You you almost sounded a little panicked. Like it sounded like maybe the question behind you calling me was, do we need to be doing that? My reaction was this. First of all, appreciation, honestly, for the fact that somebody was oh yeah doing all that for their clients. And on the other hand, this understanding, I could never do that. Right. Well, that's what helped me by saying – because what helped me was I felt – first, it made me feel bad. I didn't envy what she was doing because there was no fucking way I was going to do that. That is not who I am. I felt bad about – not doing it and think thought I should maybe do it more. So it's not really envy. Envy is um, I don't have what she has and I want it. So like she's doing these parties. I want to do those parties. It wasn't that. It was I want the outcome oh, yeah. that she's got, but I don't want to do that. I want the results of what she's doing. And then you said, yeah, but that's not who we are. Right. We're basically antisocial. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, that opened up a whole door of going, oh, well, if that's not who we are, but we want those results, then what, given who we are, should we be doing? Right. So the focus for this conversation has to be, 
What do we do when you encounter something that on the surface feels like a should, like, oh, I should be doing that also, but really you know deep down that you either can't or you won't. Right. And the alternative to just going, oh, yeah, never mind. I'll never do that, which is where I was ending up. Yeah. Like always. (laughs) Is what we want to talk about because there is something you can do. What's interesting to me in this conversation about the networking event is we do want the end result of that. We do want to feel like we are servicing our clients well and we're out there in the world and with interesting people. So we want the thing that comes at the end of all that work. We just don't want to do the work to get there. So doesn't that make us lazy pieces of crap? I mean, honestly. Maybe you, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah, just seriously. No, but, but I no, don't no, know. no. I, so, so everybody. So that is that. that is, of course, the disease of our era is that everybody wants to be, but nobody wants to become. And um, that's I, a deep I, shit right there, Rachel. Yeah. So we all spend. Here's the truth: we all spend way too much time looking at what others are doing, especially with Instagram and Facebook and everything. Oh, We're your whole looking life at is what like others that. are doing. To make themselves richer, happier, bigger, brighter, more powerful, whatever, and comparing that to what we're doing and feeling bad. So this is a little different from envy, like, I want that house. It's, what are you doing that I should be doing? But it completely ignores the question we were talking about before, which is, well, that depends on who you are. So what we should really spend our time thinking about is, if I want that outcome and I am this person, how do I align who I am with what I, what the result I actually want? And maybe sometimes you come to the conclusion, oh, I guess I can't get that because that is just not who I am. Right. If you want to learn a, a second language yep. but and you fantasize about that because you think you're going to take a trip to Italy and when you get there, you're going to speak fluently, but you aren't going to put in the work, you will never learn a second right. language. But on the other hand, I think, for example, circling back to the networking, there are other ways for us to make our clients feel special and to have interesting conversations out in the world without us throwing parties. So I think we need to separate the two. And what's interesting, Rachel, is you and I should know a lot about parsing that out, the difference between envying what somebody you believe has and wishing you had it. And just trying to understand what is it about what I'm feeling right now? Because it feels maybe a little like jealousy, but what is it really? And the reason. And how can I learn? And how can I learn from that? And the reason I think we should know a lot about this is we live our lives, you and me, in lockstep with each other. So we are constantly doing the same thing. So we are getting dressed for the same meetings. We are making the same amount of money. We are raising our kids. Like our lives are very much in lockstep. And yet, so rarely do I feel bad about myself, even when I see you doing something that I might put the word in that I envy. Right. Or that I right because it quickly goes to you and you and I, our whole survival depends on understanding the distinctions between your value proposition yeah. and my value proposition. Yeah, and so we are trained 
to go, look, if I start being a clone of Suzanne, then we'll both be fired. Yeah, then we'll both <laughs> suck. <laughs> no, but like, for example, I love that you do marathons. I know that I can't do marathons. It, I just know, first of all, my hips can't handle it. But it's – I never – I. I'm not that person. But what I really got from rather than going, oh, I feel bad. I want to do a marathon. Like I couldn't even get myself to go there. I was like the tr- because I was with you in your daily yeah. regimen of yeah. training for marathons, I got uh, so much out of that to go, oh, that was really interesting. I was basically – training with Suzanne on the phone for all those months and then there on game day and, you know, being on the other end of the phone. Oh, it takes that much training. I've applied that, that kind thinking. of that thinking, yeah. right? Think like a marathoner <laughs> instead of run like a marathoner um, to a lot of different things. That's so interesting because the reason I know that that's true is so you're always my I call you and I call my cousin Andrea right when I'm done for very different reasons. But I do call you knowing you're going to be proud of me, which yeah. means there couldn't have been envy there. Right. I don't hear in your voice like, oh. Oh, really? Really? Great job. Because you didn't win. <laughs> did, did you win? <laughs> I remember when my kids would ask me that when I was, would come back. when I, They were like, did you win? <laughs> like, sure. I, look at this medal that I got. <laughs> um, but, you know, on the flip side of that, let's just take, for example, meditating. You've been doing it forever. And I so want that, you know, but again, I'm parsing out envy. It's not really envy, but I know that I want the end result of that, which is that I know you have a level of calm clarity after meditating that's very appealing to me. But I really couldn't bring myself to like you sit for how long do you sit for? Just 20 minutes. Okay, Just 20 minutes. I could. So I can do five. Mm -hmm. And even with yoga, same thing. I want to be the person that puts that much time and effort into their body in that way. But I'm not that person. Right. But remember, Suzanne, you spent a long time investigating with me what the benefits were. Yes. And then you started meditating. And And then I started meditating. But it wasn't like, oh, I want to meditate too. It was just like, really? Because I just close my eyes and feel anxious. And so I don't. I can do that all day. I don't need to do that for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then we talked about it. Right. So so Wait, let's Can I apply. say one more thing yeah. about that? When I told you that I was going to start meditating, you didn't shame me in any way for not doing what you were doing. Like you could have said to me on that day, mm-hmm. uh, really, five minutes and you're going to do some app like guided my, okay, enjoy, have fun, right? But because I think we really do have this relationship where we want the other person to be better. And if being better means helping them whatever way they want to get to the end of that thing that they're striving for, we're going to be in it with each other and doing that. Now let's take what we've learned in partnership, and as I always tell my daughters, you would never speak to a friend this way, the way you're talking to yourself. So if we're this supportive of each other in in the process of learning from what somebody else is doing without yeah. envying, and yeah. the fact is if you're looking at what somebody else is doing and you then beat yourself up about it, that is avoiding the work 
of actually asking yourself, what do I want of that and how can I, given who I am, get something from it? That's what you and I are doing as friends. Why are we not doing it for ourselves? Why isn't that the inner dialogue you're having with yourself? Right. When I look at that networking event, I went into a tailspin of like, we are sloths. We do not do any of this. We don't actually really want this job we have, these lives we have, which is true. But Well, do you know what justifies all of that is the um, feedback that we got the one time we did a client survey. Never again. Never again. <laughs> we will never ever ask people what they think of us again. But the one line that was like on our wall in our in our heads forever was the comment where they said, the end result was game changing. <laughs> the process was excruciating. Right. It wasn't a barbecue on the roof. It was a poker up their ass going, oh my God. really? You We're, don't know this? Really? Listen, pay us $500,000 and we'll fucking teach you. Now I get mean, out. Honestly, we're just not good with clients. But I do think that we want the end result, which is that we do want to help people get better and change their career or their professions or their brand or whatever it is. And we also really do want to engage in interesting conversations with them. And there are ways that we can make that fun, but that isn't the way that this other person was doing it by having parties in her house. So we need to figure out more ways to make it fun. So let's let's look at the takeaways of what we've just been talking about, Suzanne. I, I, I think that the first one that we're telling ourselves and others is separate the action from the outcome. So when I looked at the networking tactic that this woman used, I was focused on the tactic and beating myself up. But re- instead, I would have gotten a lot further if I said, oh, this is client engagement. Okay, I'm not going to do it that way. How else can I get that kind of client engagement in between times that they hire us? Yeah, which also involves asking yourself why. Why do you want the thing that is the outcome of that? And and is that legit for you? Does that feel authentic to you? I mean, if you and I sat here and said, well, we really don't give a shit about our clients, that's not true either. We really do want to be in a good relationship with them. But we have to ask ourselves, whenever we see something that's out there that sparks that little you know, gnawing. clench and gnawing feeling, ask yourself why it is that you're feeling that way and right. why you want that outcome. Right. Because when you asked me about why I'm having these meetings that I don't want, it was like, so I won't be irrelevant. And then that was just like, well, that's silly. And now my oh, calendar's yeah. blank. I mean, you've always blank. been irrelevant to me. <laughs> if that makes you feel any better. So it Given all this, the danger is complacency. So it's not okay to just go, well, that's not me, so I'm fine right where I am. You really have to take it the next step and go, well, that's not me, but if I want that outcome that I've now investigated and made sure that it's a legitimate, authentic, real outcome that I do want, how can I get it given who I am? So close the gap a little bit more between the thing that feels 
way too impossible for you and the thing that you're actually capable of doing. Right. Right. So I, I think that that's definitely, you know, in the Instagram problem is that we're all looking at this picture of lives, pictures of lives that we know that's not obtainable, but maybe there's a spark of something in that photo, like a happiness or yes. a carefreeness. Or, or that candle she has on her table. <laughs> right, exactly. I'd like a candle on my desk that makes you just go back and say, okay, but given who I am, that looks like a very peaceful, tranquil way to have dinner. Why can't I put a candle out? Right. And I'll, I'll end this conversation by quoting my ex-husband who used to say <laughs> that envy is the illusion that others do not suffer. That's good shit, Adam. Right. Shouldn't have divorced good. you. Yeah, that was worth might have had a some lot. Money. He can still have them, but I don't have to be married to him to listen to them. That's win-win. Win. We'll be back to the big payoff next week. If you like what you heard, you can find us at BigPayoffRadio.com, on iTunes, on the Acast app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please rate and review us. It matters. are you doing? I want to visually and, and, and tactically signal that part of my obligation for the day is now officially over. I'm ripping it up. It it's a- done. Plus, I don't want to take scripts out and have the public see our meet our our presentation. They'd like to think of ourselves as completely like they like to think of us as spontaneous, <laughs> not scripted. So I don't want to okay, disappoint our fans. That is seriously messed up. I would never in a million years think to rip our scripts. It just it wouldn't occur to me. And you know, the only other person who does this, who's like known for doing this, and so you must have some form of envy. Is is Donald Trump? He got it from me. He's known. For he this, got it Rachel. from me.